0: call me out, you can call me Ed, you
1: just, just fucking call me, why not you? Hey everybody now, we're at the end of 2021. Welcome to Live on Four Legs Year in Review. And not only that, it's not just a year in review. This is the Hall of Fame ceremony for the class of 2021. Hit the music. Okay, what this is, is an idea that John and I kind of accidentally came up with and we can't really take credit for this because this is an idea that was actually sent to us by accident by Drew Vipond, I believe, and he said after his episode request that he thought that his show would be in the Hall of Fame Pantheon. So John and I got to talking, we were like, okay, what makes a show considered to be a Hall of Fame show? And the easiest way to do it and to figure it out would be, well, John, I'm just going to have you explain that. How were we going to determine what was going to be in the Hall of Fame?
2: You know, we do our little, you know, ratings at the end for entertainment purposes only. You and I go through and we, after we talk about the show and give our three moments, we we do a rating, you know, one through ten. And sometimes, you know, one of us gives it a ten and sometimes, you know, the other person doesn't. So but we figured for this this Hall of Fame, like the cream of the crop, the the upper echelon of shows, we we would sort of induct, you know, immortalize, enshrine the episodes, the shows that we both hosts gave a rating of ten out of ten. So that's what we're gonna do.
1: And you know that it was a good year. When out of 50 shows, and really we covered 62 this year finishing up the Bridge School shows and doing some 1991 and some uh, random kind of miscellaneous stuff over on Patreon. But out of 62 shows that we did this year, 10 got the full, on average, 10 out of 10. Which is kind of outstanding because anybody that's listened to the show from the very beginning knows that when Matt and I started doing this, the rating system was, well, not very favorable. We were pretty critical and we wanted to keep the 10s to be the illustrious 10s. And what happened in those first 41 episodes is that I gave exactly one 10 on... There were a lot of shows that deserved the 10, believe me and we'll get to that at some point in this, and Matt gave precisely zero tens, Ooh. And that's just where we were, and we were still figuring it out, but John and I got into kind of this groove, especially last year, that we were just like, okay, if we like the show and we think that people need to listen to this show because there is historical information in there that is important about the band and kind of is a pivot point in their career, then yeah, it should be a 10. It shouldn't be anything else. So you kind of, the, the ratings aren't necessarily meant to, and, and we get in trouble with this sometimes, but it's not meant to really put stuff above, but it kind of is. I, I
2: it's just a point of conversation you know it gives people something to to agree with us or disagree with us it's a point of reference a point of conversation just a little fun
1: thing we do but it never takes away from your perspective and your uh, memory of the show because that's we've always stressed that that is the most important thing that's Mm -hmm. about these shows, and whenever we do Every have show's a show, is a ten on, for
2: somebody. Every show right. is going to be a ten for somebody.
1: Absolutely, even if they were shit show, it's going to be a ten. It's going to make it, you're right. It's going it's to be important, but. We have configured and compiled here, and we think we have 10 really good shows that deserve to be the cream of the crop. And what we'll get into in a little while is we'll get into some posthumous ones, because we didn't do this last year. We did something else at the end of the year, and I think this will be a new end-of-the-year tradition where we'll take all the 10s from the year and we we will put it in the Hall of Fame and kind of give it their moment and uh what we're going to do at some point is we're going to go back and posthumously induct some of the earlier episodes that we did that got tens in so they will get their moment they will get their mention it won't be a full-on thing that we're going to do for the shows for this year and then also you guys voted whether you knew or not you were part of a veterans committee if you were on social media that day and saw that there were 10 shows that i asked pick three of these and if you did that then all those vote totals went into picking for two veterans committee picks of shows that we didn't make a 10 out of 10 back either in 2018 or early 2019, whenever it was, but shows that we absolutely think deserve it. But you guys have decided which ones are going to be the Veterans Committee picks for this year. And also at the end of the episode, we'll get into what the episode of the year that was voted on by the lovely fans from Twitter, what the episode of the year 2021 is going to be and as you'll see with this this 10 list right here which could be the top 10 episodes of the year who the hell knows but it's a damn good list of shows and we were lucky enough to have a very good slate this year and it kind of knocked off a lot of check boxes of shows that we should have done or needed to do before we die kind of kind of shows but you know uh, why don't why don't we just jump right into it now and get to our first nominee for the class of 2021 hall of fame this show is probably the best show of 1991 it is immortalized on youtube you can go on youtube and search for this show and you will get the full show and what you'll get at the end of the show is you'll get somebody asking the cameraman hey can you send me that on tape very cool show and you'll see the background is a mural in the background which obviously mural amphitheater that's what it's going to be based off of and it's also known for being a drummer a very specific drummer i think you can all figure it out being his first show ladies and gentlemen being inducted into the 2021 hall of fame mural amphitheater 1991
2: Episode 111 came out back early, early in January. I think it was maybe even the, the first episode we did of the Seattle series. It first was. First episode of 2021. And just a classic, classic show. And the performance that, that sticks out from this one is, is going to be the, the last song of the night, and it, it's Breath. That's, that's the one that, that I go back to still.
1: So we're going to give you a little bit of taste from this show. We're going to play you Breath. And we'll do this for every single show that comes up. So here it is. Enjoy a little bit of the first nominee. It's the first of our Seattle Hometown Series. It's not going to be the last one. There's a couple in here. Again, we did a whole series based off of their shows in Seattle. There's going to be a lot of 10 out of 10s, which means this next one coming up, it's a 1992 show that was, well, in Seattle, Washington. And I think you all know it. You might even own a poster from this event, and it was dubbed The Drop in the Park. Everybody knows the lasting image of ed hanging from that scaffolding and then floating back down on the microphone wire it's iconic it's one of pearl jam's most notable moments from 1992 and for that moment itself is probably worth the hall of fame induction so it is my honor as the second nominee for the class of 2021 drop in the park 1992
2: Episode 115, released uh, first episode in February, again, part of the Seattle series that we were doing. So many great performances from this one. Just, you know, take your pick. You know, the, the porch performance, though, the why go? But the one that really sticks out to this one that really wanted to highlight was Garden. Really, really awesome early version of Garden. So enjoy. Check this out.
3: this question Oh, modern
1: Okay, it seems like we're on a pace for one a month here because the next nominee for the 2021 Hall of Fame comes from a show that we did in March. And this is a show that I think both of us knew that we needed to get to at some point in time. And I love doing shows when they are close to their anniversary. And that's what we did in the first week of March going down to Melbourne, Australia to do a famous show That was broadcasted over radio in 1998. It didn't get a lot of them post-1995, 1996 era. 1998, not the last, but the last that was known for being that kind of show. That was being the radio broadcast show. So, Melbourne, 1998. This is the only Yield era show that we have nominated into the Hall of Fame this year. But here it is. Melbourne 1998 in the class of 2021.
2: Episode 119, just a few later, just a few episodes later, early March, like you said, this one, you know, the giveaway promotional CD that never was, we talked about that on that episode, fantastic performances, classic, classic show, not a lot of people talk about this as a as a top ten, you know, show in their history, but they should. And the uh, the one that we we've got here is just an outstanding version of Corduroy. You've got a little Midnight Oil, beds are burning tag uh, to start it off, and just soars and rips and you know, insert your own adjective here. So Corduroy from Melbourne, let's uh, let's have it do the honors. <laughs>
1: So those are the first three nominees for the class of 2021. Fantastic shows and all. But right now we'd like to get to some posthumous uh, uh, nominees, inductees, if you will. And these are shows that had been voted 10 out of 10 on both parties' accounts, but we weren't doing Hall of Fame stuff at the time. So we are giving them their moment right now. The first one... From the posthumous entries, and and these are all going to be Hall of Fame entries. This is just kind of like, hey, getting the the 1910 stars in the Hall of Fame in 1930 because they there wasn't a Hall of Fame in in the 1910s. You know what I mean? I don't have to. I don't have to explain that. Pink Pop 1992 will be the first inductee. That was. Do you have the episode stats on that?
2: Uh, it's episode 43.
1: So that was all the way back in 2019. 29 July or August of 2019. August, yeah. August of 2019. So that was the earliest 10 out of 10, perfect 10 show that we've gotten. The next Madison Square Garden 2010, that was the Night Two show, the Donkey Kong show, the Slow Lucan show. It was a show for a lot of things. I was in the audience and glad to be part of that audience that night. And that was not a show that you were on, but. Right. This was a show that that easily, I think, early in the episode, we were just like, yeah, we're giving it ready now, just to not blow <laughs> it later.
2: Yeah, episode fifty-two from uh, late October of that year. Yeah, just. Uh, I mean, what can you say? It's it's immortalized in the intro of the of the the podcast every week, so deserves
1: it. And there are only Madison Square Garden entry thus far. Surprisingly enough, because we did in uh, 2019, we did the MSG series for the whole entire year. And only one of those shows outside of this one got a 10. And that was for me, but it it didn't quite qualify because somebody else didn't give it a 10. But I think at some point it does deserve to get in. Let's see if it gets voted in in uh, the Veterans Committee later. Okay, the next entry, another Pink Pop show, Pink Pop 2000. Got a 10 out of 10 from both of us.
2: So many, you know, good binaural performances. Rival, one of the best light years of all time. Such great stuff on that, that Pink Pop 2000. Very underrated. Again, on on YouTube as well. Worth your time to go. Check that one out. Revisit it if you haven't in a long time. That's episode 83, uh,
1: released uh, June of 2020. The next up, this is from our Wrigley series that we did last summer, and that I've always kind of notated as our breaking out point where we really felt like we were getting into a groove of this whole podcast thing and and felt really proud of our episodes. Wrigley 2016 night two, and that's special because, like I mentioned before, Matt didn't give a lot of 10s. Matt actually showed up on that episode, and we got three tens across the board. Yeah, yeah. And it had only been one, one other time that we had done that. And that was pink pop 1992. Yep. So that that's pretty important from that aspect, but that was a show that you were at.
2: It was one of the, uh, just an amazing night. It just kept on going. And I I couldn't even begin to give you a, a highlight. Cause the, just the whole thing, just fantastic performances. And that was part of the Wrigley series that we did in summer of 2020. That's episode 88. And yeah, well worth revisiting all those 90s songs that they did. Just an amazing, amazing night.
1: The next inductee from the posthumous group is probably a Babe Ruth or a Ty Cobb in this group. It's Ben Roya Hall. I don't have much more to say beyond that. What's the episode stats?
2: Episode 95 uh, released in September of 2020, just a little while, just a short while after the Wrigley series that we did. And there's a reason that that was released, and it's you know it's the vinyl holy Grail for a lot of people, and you know the fatal and all or none, all the songs that you get there just unbelievable night, unbelievable and the story that we got from Kenny Maine about you know getting into get getting, getting in there with I think it was Brent Barry had Ted tickets for him, and that go remember go check out that Kenny Maine episode if you haven't, yeah, Ben Royal
1: Hall absolutely deserves it so. Pardon my uh, mistake here, but there's actually another that got voted as a three-panel 10 episode, and that's this one right here. Las Vegas 2000, the 10-year anniversary show.
2: That's right. We had uh, Brandon from the Better Band podcast on, and he, he gave it a 10, as did you and I. So, yeah, I mean, that's 10th anniversary, Crown of Thorns, you know, everybody knows that moment. It's, you know, the Andy Wood a song that the mother love bone song that ed always said he wanted to but but never did until the that moment and you know brandon was there he gave us a really good perspective on that one and just a just a classic classic show and that's episode 102 uh released again october 2020 just a short while after uh ben Roy hall that's a that's a great episode if you haven't if you haven't listened to that one brandon's always a treat to have him on
1: our next posthumous inductee is actually probably the next week or the week after. And this one was rated a 10 on both accords, not for its positive memories, but it's negative memories, essentially, whatever, however you want to spin it. But Nassau Coliseum 2003 was rated a 10 by both of us.
2: Yeah. This would be more like the hall of infamy, I guess mm-hmm. you would say. Uh, yeah. For the very next week, two two back-to-back there that's episode 103 from uh again late october 2020 and it's it's the bush leaguer show it's the the show with that speech and the the truncated rocking the free world at the end and yeah just uh a very very noteworthy historical show that that deserves to be in this list
1: the next nominee is our first south american show nominee mm-hmm. And that wasn't too far after too long after the Nassau Coliseum one. So we were kind of on a roll with giving these tens here. Buenos Aires 2013 inducted into the Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah. Episode one oh seven from late November 2020. And it's it's the crowd. You know, the the reason the reason that got a ten from us is is that Argent, Argentinian crowd singing along with everything, the your do the evolutions, your corduroys. Even Flows, Given to Fly, just, just lifted all some of those songs into the stratosphere and some amazing performances, kind of the, the culmination of all the South American tours kind of led into that show, and it's it's a great one.
1: And our final posthumous entry from the prior years is going to be Mexico City 2003.
2: Episode 109, released uh, December 9th of 2020, and that's, you know... Closing down that 2003 tour, the the hijinks on stage with, with I think it was Stone's birthday, the mariachi band comes out, the band's in a great mood and a tour, just, just a classic, classic show. And I'm, I'm glad that one made it on there. Very, very good.
1: Yeah. Not a lot of shows. I think a lot of these you would look and be like, okay, these would be obvious, but I feel like the last two right there probably would be looked at by some people be like okay those huh didn't think that you would put those in but i think they belong and i think that's why we did the whole around the world series from last year was to show that those shows did belong among your new york and philadelphia type shows
2: definitely and even then you know we didn't have this idea then. It's going to be interesting to see going forward how this kind of affects our ratings. I yeah, it, I was it going does, to say but that. This is uh, <laughs> this is going to be you know these these are pure because we you know we we didn't have this idea back then. So you're you're really getting you know these really deserve it because we we listened to the whole thing we gave it the rating and and these are these are kind of like going to have an asterisk by them because they they were grandfathered in. So we'll see how it goes going forward.
1: Yeah, and I really hope that that doesn't happen where we're just going to, you know, you're going to give your rating and you're going to give it a 10 and I'm going to be like, oh, now mm-hmm. I got to decide if this is Hall of Fame worthy. <sighs> I don't think we should do it like that, but, you know, keeping in mind that we do need to do an episode for the end of the year. However, we're you can look down at what episodes we're, we're going to do for 2022 and it's not like we're not going to have a Hall of Fame episode. There's going to be at least oh, two sure. or three that are getting in. So I'm gonna, no I'm worries make there. You start
2: giving your rating first.
1: I mean, we might have to switch it up. We yeah. might have to switch yeah. it up. That, that yeah. and I think that's fair enough that we do that. Now that we yeah. have Cause incentives act, involved,
2: because you know a little behind the scenes, I usually, I usually come up with with. Uh, A rating while as I'm listening to the show, like as I'm taking my notes and sometimes I come off of that, but sometimes I don't. So I can, you know, I can, I can have mine and then I can try not to be affected by yours going
1: forward. Yeah. um, And that's interesting that you bring that up because yeah, I, I usually have a rating in mind and mm-hmm. then when I get into talking about the episode, sometimes when I'm talking about it, I realized I liked it a lot more or a lot less than I thought I did when listening to it. And that could just be, uh, you know, the nature of the environment or whatever's happening, you know, at the time of re- recording. But, um, yeah, that's, that's you know, it, it just sometimes happens that way. And sometimes I really yep. like the conversation and I get a good vibe of, of the story that we just told. And it's like, yeah. Yeah that that that's a ten show i think a lot of these that we're going to get into talking about even these next 3 had those implications there so yeah. all right why don't we get back into the 2021 class we have seven more that are getting in and the next one we've done a lot of two in 1992 so far and this is going to be another 1992 show this was from chicago illinois the metro and it happened only weeks after they came back from the european tour that they did and and really felt good about what they were doing and really felt that they were starting to get an audience and that's going to be a theme for 2022 as a matter of fact is that we'll be going back to the European tour before unplugged and looking at a bunch of those shows since it is the 30th anniversary this year So we'll be looking at kind of where their rise to fame sort of elevated and where they felt good about where they were in their career and the the Metro show came, you know, only weeks after unplugged and like this is Pearl Jam in their best moment you got Larry Mullins Jr. and uh, The Edge from U2 that came to that show to, to scout, essentially, and Smashing Pumpkins opened up for them. And Smashing Pumpkins, their hometown band, and Pearl Jam's closing that show. So that's got to tell you and, and think about it Pearl Jam was opening for both Smashing Pumpkins and Red Hot Chili Peppers on the 1991 tour at, at the end of the year there. So that goes to show you in, in only mere months. What they turned into at that point. So, the next nominee into the class of 2021, rated both 10 out of 10 by myself, John Self, the Metro Yeah, episode
2: 123, uh, end of March from this past year. And yeah, this is just, you know, you it's you mentioned uh, the Smashing Pumpkins, they come out and play at the end with the window pane cover and I, the really long version of I Got a Feeling that and unfortunately cuts off on the bootleg. We don't exactly know how long it went on for. Um but yeah, just some some great performances. A really good version of release early on with Ed just you know, we talked about it, him being back in Chicago and really wanting to to, to show out for the hometown crowd, but the one we're going to go through here is Jeremy. You know, this was a song that was on the cusp of of becoming their biggest song, and it really gets a good crowd reaction here. And you get a little taste of uh, of what was to come from Jeremy. So let's let's check that out from the Metro nineteen ninety two.
1: the fourth inductee into the class of 2021. And one of the reasons why I wanted to play Jeremy there was, and I think I ranked that as my number one moment from the show is because when you had those little clips that they showed during the Let's Play 2 documentary, you got to see some of those moments and and the one that I vividly remember was from Jeremy because you could see everyone up front, Ed singing to the crowd up front like on top of the amps and he's shrieking during the the you know the the last kind of call and response moment. It's just very, very good for 1992 and and it's you know they're not very comfortable with who they are as a band in months before that. but I think at that moment they are, where they exactly where they want to be and that's why that is such an important show okay moving on to a more recent era show we have our next inductee. This was an important episode for the podcast in many, many facets. One facet was because of the Deep Project. And when we were working on the Deep Project, we decided to for the whole entire month of May going into June that we were going to highlight some of the shows that were put on Spotify and Apple Music as, as a part of this, this, uh, this Deep Project drop. So the years I believe in total were 2000, 2003, 2008, 2013, and then one lone 2014 show, which was this Leeds from 2014. And this show is also very important because the week that we were doing this episode, we had lost a uh, a friend and patron, Frank Slitty. And uh, you know, during the episode, it got very emotional, and, and I still think of Frank and yeah it's it's just crazy that it's been uh, this this amount of time that, that 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 we have lost him so you know not only is this going in the hall of fame for being an absolutely spectacular show and a tribute to the who but it's going to be in the hall of fame because i think out of all the episodes and i'm not just saying shows but all the episodes that we've done it was one of the ones that i've been most proud of
2: Absolutely, and then that was episode 129 uh, from back in May like you said and yeah, I distinctly remember recording that episode and and it definitely like you said it was it was heavy um, the uh, so many you know great performances on that night as well you know these these are 10 out of 10 shows for a reason but uh, the one we picked is uh, is from that encore uh, and it's uh, it's all or none and uh, here you go.
3: so whole place a wish for and i'm starting to believe that this whole situation wish for
1: Before we move on into the next nominee one of the things i distinctly remember from that episode is uh i was uh, something happened i pulled a nerve in my shoulder earlier that night and i, I was I, I just i was hurt i, I, I was just I, something i don't remember what kind of pain i was in but i was in a lot of pain And the same time, the same night I had for dinner, I believe I had some Thai food that caused an allergic reaction. That's right. And I was going through that whole entire episode with this, like, numbing pain, feeling like I was kind of floating on a cloud. And I thought at one point I was going to, like, vomit or... what. I'm not, like... I was in a lot of weird pain and I called it my version of the Michael Jordan flu game. Cause I didn't know what else to call it, but yeah, it, uh, it, it took a lot to get through that, but everything involved in order to get that one done was so emotional. And even just the episode itself, when I, w- I was doing the research for it, I, I found out about Frank, which is just, uh, it was just crazy to that that it even got that far but you know uh it's it, it made for very very good podcasting I, if, if there's one that i implore you to listen to because I'm, I'm proud of it the most i think that's that's probably the episode right there to the next nominee our sixth out of this group our sixth out of ten Well, we kind of made a thing of this, and we did two episodes because it was a two-night stay at Red Rocks, Morrison, Colorado, and what we did was we did night one that we featured over on Patreon, and we did night two that we featured on the main platform. The Patreon one got a very good rating. I think it got like nine from both of us. I think it did very well. But of course, the one that everybody remembers is the second night and the sit down intro that hadn't been done before something brand new in the rocky mountains in the beautiful landscape that is red rocks how can this not be a 10 out of 10 show from both of us it is classic it is legendary it is the next nominee into the 2021 hall of fame
2: episode 135 from back in june yeah just an amazing amazing night and it's the the setting kind of bumps it up a little bit as well but the the performance we've we've got for years is falling down and people know the song because it was you know from the bootlegs and it was on the christmas single but if you haven't if you haven't heard falling down in a while just bask in the glory of this for a few minutes <laughs>
1: An O-T-O-T-O turns into a 10 out of 10. Not very often you can say that, but it is important. And uh, just the whole show outside of the, the first six, outside of the ship song and and Long Road and everything else that you get, the show was, was pretty charged up and had a great crowd and classic 1995 sort of stuff. So those are our first six. Right now, what I want to get into and what we do every year at around this time, and this is something that I bring back from my time being in television, is that at the end of the year, you, you know, you, you work so hard and, and you feel like you're such a grunt and you're, you're production assistant or or you're, you're a prompter to doing teleprompting, whatever you are working in television, there's a lot of just grunt, positions that just do all of the work that you don't see going on television and at the end of every year most stations do this they will do kind of a roll call of everybody's name that they'll drop down and and you know it'll it'll go on if, if you work for a big network like I did it'll be like a 15 to 20 minute uh, thing and you'll wait for the the, the your your staff and you you'll wait for the group that that you worked in and you'll wait to see your, your name and after the first couple of years you're like okay I, I don't really need to see my name anymore it's more for like if your parents feel proud it's more for like your friends feel proud and just want to see it and uh, one of the things that I like to do at this time of year is to do that thing. And do the roll call with our patrons because really, they're a motivating factor in what we do. Uh, there's no secret about that. We've we've talked about how important the patron um, uh, group is, and they're just just donating and showing that you want to impact the show makes us kind of hungry and motivated to do a lot more and we did a lot of patreon stuff this year coming from like i mentioned before i think there were 12 extra full episodes and including bridge school we started a new series with this tv series we did more evolution episodes and we just continued on and i don't think that we could have without everybody's support so we have a lot of names to mention here We're going to get through all of them. And this is going to be everybody that has donated in 2021. So either people that are still donating or people that were one-time donators, your name is going to be mentioned in this group. So let's start the roll call. Aurelian Moreau, Bradley Piasecki, Patrick Bogle, Eddie Quintana, Jason Corbin, Adrian Peterson, Brian Anderson, Michael Keating, Chris Everett, Curtis Hames, Deborah McMurtry, Dylan Sumter, Emil Mansour, Glenn Bobie, Jed Garfunkel, Kevin Murray, Luke Daly, Matt Behan, Sean
2: Raskis, Mike Packard, Craig Peterson, Ryan Morton, Matt Servideo Martin Higgins, Brandon Palomo, Jacob Chamberlain, Dave Jantausch, Dukes Swooters. Drew Vipond, Clay Davis, Dan Greenberg, Matt Schulfer, Chris Pullman, Gabe Spies, Brock Miller, Randy Morgan, Tom Gregory, Matt
4: Thompson.
1: David Ritter, Julia Feller, Kirk Walton, Jeremy Curtis, Javier Herbes, Danny King, Gabby Machenhoft, Vanessa Osmus, Jenny Ray. Steve McCallum, Shannon McGoey, Aris Lambropolis, Michael Johnson, Carl Stabenow, Matt Helbig, surprisingly, David Ruthman, Chris <laughs> Riddell, Randy Cross, Joey Goodsir, Joe Hopper, Ryan Frank, Andrew Kerr, Hillary Wood,
2: Andrew Taylor, Jenny G., Justin Wilson, Greg Schwab, Anita Stelmasyuk, Mary Weber, Molly Clayton, Chris Davis, Gunter Hobbitz, Nick Smith, Joe Irachi, Troy Kendall, William Reese, Michael Nettleton, Claire O'Leary, Michael
1: Fisher, Jussie Urshio. David Montadeus, Zachary Fields, Corey Frazier, Amy Wynn, Alex Jantrzevitz, Graham Jewell, Jason Miller, Ross Struthers, Alex Hoggard, Michael Bailey, Danny Tatlow, Denny McCauley, Heidi Marks, John Cooney, Ben Dwyer, Chris Bigelow, Fred Blood, Michael Thompson, Scott McQueen, David Dooley. Greg
2: Burns Mickelson's Xenia Berry, Kathy Berenson, Jennifer Kavari, Aaron McCauley, Anthony Krizewitz, Sheehan Pereira, Brian Horowitz, Nadine Roth, Michelle Minkey, Lori Gray, Stephen Mayton, Joseph Kolbenschlag, Elisa Rinaldi, Brian Tucholsky, Brooke Kraus, Maureen Ox, Jared Jackson, Matt L., Rick Schneider, Michael Fleischer, Dan Lear, Mason Weinrich,
1: Scott Oresco, Nick, and Ashley Baker. And now I'm going to go through everybody that had donated to Patreon that is no longer donating to Patreon. You guys are part of this group as well. We thank you just as much as we thank everybody from the past Craig Keezer, Paul Maranek, G Golly MM, Jeff Kuller, Jameen Peterman, Craig Smith, John Cerneni, David James, David Pickering. Casey Gioelli Mark Lease Robert Chad Clemens Bill Ward Jennifer Dixon John Cartnell Jeff Ziba Raul Sanchez and the last person Frank Sliddy Thank you everybody That is a large, large group to thank I can't believe that we get the opportunity to thank that large group Yeah, that's amazing An incredible honor An incredible honor. And um, if you're listening and you would like to contribute to the show a little bit, patreon.com slash legs is is the way to go about that. Or, you know what? Head on over to liveonfourlegs.com because that is something that we did in 2021 that probably is a 10 out of 10 thing that deserves a Hall of Fame nod as a Hall of Fame builder sort of item right there. But... Actually, on on LiveOnFourLegs.com, at some point in the future, you will be able to go through all of what's in the Hall of Fame. So, at some point, we will have that for you. But you can also listen to Patreon stuff through LiveOnFourLegs.com, believe it or not. And I actually implore people to do that because Patreon is not the best media-sourced app. All right, moving on. Back to the nominees and this next one stems from the year-long Seattle series that we were doing and this is one that was of course going to be a hands down 10 out of 10 but we wanted to tell the story it was important to tell the story of this And of course, the story in lies that in the end of 2000, after a tour that just had so many question marks, whether it was going to happen, whether they were going to come out of it still together as a band, the finishing last moments of the band on stage and playing that show and having these moments that it was just cathartic, cathartic that they were able to to finish that up because it was such a, just a tumultuous ride after Ross killed that, you know, from some of those shows that you, you hear very early on in, in that 2000 year, you know, they were going through a lot of stuff and they didn't play alive through the whole entire tour from two legs to us slash Canada legs. They went without playing probably their most important popular song. And they, they were changing. And this would be the pivot point to show that things were going to be okay. That if they were able to make it through this, they could pretty much make it through anything. So, of course, Key Arena 11 2000 is in the Hall of Fame.
2: Episode one forty two from back in August. And I remember we had talked about kind of the murders row of episodes. Oh yeah. That we had scheduled in, in August. It's not and the last one. And yeah, you're gonna be it, it could have been all of them, honestly. Uh but yeah, this is another one into the tour. It's that it's that version of a life that comes back. It's like it gives me chills even talking about it right now. So let's just hear it.
1: Murderer's Row, John. Um, this was kind of, I think, needed a little bit of a spark plug because I was out for for five episodes, which had never happened before. And you know, I want we wanted to come back and 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 show that we were we were going to do the show right. And we had three of those five out of the Murderer's Row shows that are in the Hall of Fame that we're all going to get out right here. So the next one was obviously done on the 30th anniversary of 10's release and what else could it be philadelphia 2016 a night where look they had done out full albums that same year the year prior sometimes they did it for a purpose sometimes they just did it because they were in that mindset and they felt like doing it but on this night the wells fargo center in philadelphia when a a banner raised with the number 10 the band thought you know there's no other way to honor this but to go through the whole entire record front to back something that they had done before but not since munich germany 1992 and this show obviously starts off with once and then 11 songs later you go through that whole entire record you're thinking holy crap where's your live moment where's your jeremy moment where's your this moment for the rest of the show and somehow they pull it off but of course the highlights are from the 10 set
2: Yes, and you know this is this is episode 144, just a couple of episodes later, and we could have picked any song from that run. You know, starting off with "Once," the 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 moment of recognition, kind of in, when when even flow and alive come in, just a fantastic version of "Black." But it's really it's about release and and closing that album down, and he Ed tells a really good kind of story around that and it kind of brings it all brings it all together and this was just an emotional night bands in good spirits you know And any show that that has has a nickname you know is going to be something and 10 you know is is right up there so let's uh let's hear uh, ed and then uh into release closing out the the 10 album from that night
0: just before we start this next one um been thinking a lot about it and um, as we've been traveling, there's been a lot of requests from a, a lot of good folks that um, are going through some pain and needed a bit of healing, maybe with a song or, or maybe a dedication to a, a lost loved one, something like that. And um, you know, it's, it's no surprise because it's just part of life. We cannot avoid the grave and, and and we we can prolong it the best we can but you never know if it's going to be something sudden something senseless you 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 might you might be able to expect it but that probably is not going to help the sadness and you know i know that some of us out there we've we've lost brothers we've lost fathers we've lost sisters we've lost kids and this was uh, this song was about losing a pop, and um, this song was—it's uh, was one of those healing songs. But um and it's not gonna. Lessen the blow of any kind of tragedy, but but it, it 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 loud volumes or alone or with a lot of other people. Um, sometimes it just helps you get through because you can't get around it. You, you don't get over it. You don't get under it. You got to get through it. Unless it never goes away. So this this one goes out to. Uh, there's two brothers in in the audience and they lost their brother Colin McGovern and we just want to send this out to your friend dear Colin
1: Philadelphia, not a lack of great shows from that city. Of course, 2009, 2003, go back a little further, and maybe you can kind of say that Camden is Philly, Philly, Camden, the same kind of area. But I mean, you can even go back to Dobbs in 1991. There are some good Philadelphia shows out there, and that city has gotten some special things. And that's just one of them. So another nominee into the 2021 Hall of Fame, Philadelphia 2016, the second of two nights. The next nominee is gonna be another night too. And it's not being nominated because of the stories. And I don't know how many emails and how many messages I got after that saying, oh, I live in the Midwest and I've had cream and I've had milk and cream in my coffee and it's not weird. I don't know why you're saying it's weird, but it was weird. Yes, uh, the story was that I went to a diner and asked for milk with my coffee and they looked at me like I had three heads and they gave me a full glass of milk to go with my coffee. and." It came off maybe as a bit, you know, old man yells at cloud in the episode, but it made for a moment that obviously lasted with you guys. However, that was in night one of Pearl Jam 20. This episode that's going into the Hall of Fame is night two. And I think that is appropriate because night two is really the one you know night 1 had the rain delay and it had some of the herky jerkiness in the set that was just odd from a construction standpoint but night 2 was really the one that was the tribute to the 20 year anniversary and look we have the 10 year anniversary that that went in uh you know that that, that it's a posthumous one that we mentioned before the Vegas show that, that, that one's easy and easy call. And, and this is an easy call too. And I think the, the stories from that weekend, just everybody having their own story where we had to go off and do a, an extra episode. That was a fan forum talking about it because so many people wanted to tell their stories. We, um, there was no other choice, but to give these tens and not a lot of shows, that you can say from, especially from the 2000s era, that are 10 shows without official bootlegs. But this is one of them. PJ 20, night two, is into the hall fame.
2: It's going to be episode 146, again, part of that murders row that we did earlier this year. And It's known for You know, Chris Cornell The Temple of the Dog stuff A lot of great performances But we We both I think during that episode Really talked about All Night Thing As As a really underrated Song on that Temple record And A really great performance From that night So let's listen to To Chris uh, Doing Temple of the Dog All Night Thing With Pearl Jam <laughs>
4: i
1: dj 20 inductee into the 2021 Hall of Fame. How could it not be? So many stories, like I mentioned before, and uh, you, you just can't get around the aura of what happened that night and that weekend, to be honest with you. And um, those are nine that we just went through right there. And before we get to one more, the last one, the Veterans Committee as it is and obviously these are uh, thoughts that stem from baseball and and terminology that stems from baseball and what what we did was we picked 10 shows that weren't given full 10 out of 10 ratings from both parties and most of these were great shows that happened in like i mentioned before the era with matt and i or just shows that john and i were hesitant to give 10 out of 10 too. And then maybe it was just trying to feel our way through it and, and, you know, giving it a show a 10 and, and having it put, having to put that weight on it is, it has some pressure to it that, you know, we, it didn't, it took a long time to be comfortable with doing that. And I think at late last year, when we started giving Mexico city and Buenos Aires shows that, that you wouldn't think would be tens. we When we started giving those shows 10, we're like, okay, we feel comfortable with our knowledge enough to do this. However, there was a point in time where these classic shows did not get full 10 out of 10. Some got, There was one show that wasn't my vote. I I gave it like a nine or nine and a half. But um, another party gave it a seven or a seven and a half. And I thought that that was a little sacrilegious, but, uh, you know, uh, to each its own, supposedly. But I'm going to go through the shows right here. We had ten. And what I did on social media was I asked for people to pick their three out of that. And I didn't tell them that it was a Hall of Fame vote because I didn't want to confuse people. This, is, this stuff gets confusing, you know what I mean. But the 10 shows were on the table were Zurich, Switzerland, 1992. Atlanta, 1994. The Orpheum, Boston, Massachusetts, 1994. Soldier Field, 1995. Madison Square Garden, Night 2, 1998. Madison Square Garden, Night 1, 2003. That's the Live at the Garden DVD. The Gorge, two thousand five. The Spectrum closing night four, two thousand nine. Wrigley Field, two thousand thirteen, which is very odd. I I hesitated on that one. And gave that a nine and a half. I should have gave it a ten. But <laughs> revision this history. Right. And the last one, Moline, twenty fourteen. So let's reveal we had what we did was we were going to do the whole seventy five percent, but it was really hard to do a percentage when the numbers just jumped around so much because the the, the percentage ended up being like 56 or so percent. So we just took the top two voted on. And, John, why don't you announce what the two were? Because these are two that are pretty special shows to you. So the two that are going in to the Hall of Fame through the Veterans Committee are...
2: Atlanta, nineteen ninety four, absolute. You know, oh, just if this had not made it, I would have been just so sad. And that goes back to episode number ten, actually my first appearance on the podcast as a as a
1: guest. Um, And you probably gave the show a ten, right? I did. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And other Matt and I, I think, gave it a nine which, again, goes to the hesitancy that we had giving a show a 10 back then because we just didn't have – I've
2: definitely been a little more liberal in the 10s, I will admit. Um, so Atlanta 1994 is in um, just one of, the, one of the best shows in their history. Um, not much else to say about that. And then the other one is uh, the Moline 2014, the no-code show. That uh, goes back again to episode 15 – with uh with you and matt and just uh again running through the whole no code album an amazing night and absolutely deserves to be deserves to be and you can go back listen to that episode and and tell matt why uh why he was wrong not to give it a 10.
1: well i didn't give it a 10 either i gave it a nine and a half so nine, we were- nine and a half is is still there but yeah, yeah i think matt gave it a nine If I'm not mistaken, it's not like nobody didn't like, and and I think for a lot of these that I just read off, it's not like they were rated, most of these got, you know, nines across the board or nine and a halves across the board, but just missed out on that, you know, like some, some didn't, um, the spectrum from two, I, I think I gave that an eight and a half. I think that was kind of a botch. That wouldn't probably should easily be a 10 and and I, I, sometimes it's it's hard to differentiate rating a bootleg and rating the experience. And when you're not there, you know, you you can rate one over the other and sometimes bootlegs are some are easier to get through than others. And I think that 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 Spectrum one has like 44 songs on it, so that one's a little bit difficult. So I can see why, from a bootleg perspective, you don't give that one a 10 out of 10 if you're not there. However, there's a lot of these that, yeah, going back, Soldier Field should have been a 10 out of 10. Yeah, Zurich should be a 10 out of 10. Orpheum should be a 10 out of 10. Wrigley, 2013, yeah, should be a 10 out of 10. And I won't say that we dropped the ball, but, you know, um, that's why we're doing this now. We're going back and we're giving these shows their due now. Um, John, we had made a mistake uh, when we were doing the posthumous, and, and I would call it a mistake because this this show that, that is also getting inducted into the Hall of Fame here is our only uh, in the Patreon wing that's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame because most of the Patreon episodes that we've done have mostly been Bridge School shows which we didn't rate. We kind of kept them on their own in their own stratosphere a little bit. I don't know why we didn't rate them, but we we just thought, because they were mostly six to eight songs long that it wouldn't really make sense. And, and we do a lot of the 1991 stuff over there, and And rating those are kind of, it's, it's not easy to rate those either because it's, it's 10 songs. So you're not getting much differentiating uh, set list. So, but this one had to get a 10 out of 10 on both sides because it was the number one, the first, it's issue, issue number one, it's Action Comics number one. It's the one that everybody seeks. And thankfully, we've had this bootleg the whole time of when Mookie Blaylock played the Off-Ramp Cafe, eight songs long, and that's Off-Ramp from October 22nd, 1990, a show that will live in the probably one of the biggest lure of, of Pearl Jam history, of you know, talking to people that were there, and we have talked to people that were there, and then you know, just the idea that they were they were started that night. That was the night that everything happened and everything kicked off, and it really came together in, in less than a month. But off ramp 1990 isn't a Hall of Fame, so that was a mistake that we made earlier, but mentioning it right now because it, because it is the Hall of Fame episode. So, congratulations! I don't know who we give that award. Who, who, who are we sending these awards to?
2: The uh, well, that one will go to our patrons because they're the only ones who can listen to it. Sure, um, that one was released on uh, on the 30th anniversary of the of the show itself, back on uh, October 22nd, 2020. If you're not on Patreon and you. You want us to still want to kind of relive that a little bit? You can go back and listen to the episode we did with the Freels, um, Rick and Chris. They talked about uh, a lot of the early days uh, and uh, the round and uh, that off ramp show. So go back and check that out if you if you missed that one back in the uh, when it was first released. But yeah, off ramp show number one, gotta have it. I mean, it's it's it was a no brainer.
1: Yeah, just from a historical standpoint. I mean, a lot from that show is, is look, they're, they're s- struggling through songs like Alone and Just a Girl and a couple of those other ones that you're like, ooh. You can see where they're going with this, but yeah, they're not quite there yet. But then songs like Black and Alive and Even Flow just, you know, right away, like, okay, these guys are good. They they aren't going to be good. They are good. When can we see them again? So, Yep hall of fame inductee right there okay now down to our final 2021 class hall of fame inductee here and not only that this was voted our episode of the year on twitter thanks to our twitter polls that we did the final four for the twitter polls this was interesting Made it, making it through a whole process of of tournament votes and 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 everything, you know what made the final four, Saskatoon two thousand and five, the Saskatoon episode. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking we had a lot of Canadian fans out there that that went and put their vote out.
2: Yeah, that was we had uh, we had Jason Lung on from uh, All Encompassing Trip. Yeah that, that was uh, that was a great
1: episode. And the other nominees that were in the finals were actually Red Rocks, as we mentioned before, that is another Hall of Fame candidate, and uh, Safeco, which we did like a month ago, the Safeco Night One show, which made it all the way to the end, but voted as episode of the year 2021 and also was a 10 out of 10 show and going into the class of 2021 Hall of Fame is Randall's Island. This was the 25th anniversary this year of the show, and it was one that happened. It wasn't part of the Murderers' Row, but it was like it, it, it was in the vicinity of the Murderers' Row. It was coming off of of that energy, and we knew that this was going to be a home run show to cover. We knew that this was going to be one that was important to retell for all the people that listen in. And and most of our people that do listen in, look, East Coast based people we're going to get, especially from my point of view is, is mostly New York. We're going to get a lot of East Coast based people listening to the show and a lot of New Yorkers. And I think the New Yorkers. You know, nothing against the Seattle people or the Philly people or the San Diego people, Chicago people, but the New Yorkers, they're very, very vocal. And one of the things that most of the New Yorkers that grew up with the band and grew up hunting for tapes and grew up, you know, uh, just being a part of that era in 1996, where this was the only show that they were able to go to with. The Ticketmaster crisis and all that, the boycott, and then later in two thousand three, you know, maybe they were in college during during Randall's Island in two thousand three, a little older, are able to finally follow the band throughout the country, and then it just becomes, you know, a community aspect, and it becomes a thing that's a part of your life. And I think a lot of people had that sort of start at Randall's Island. A lot of people that listen to this show. That was their first show, and that was an important one for us to do because it just had so much to it, Uh, from it being 1996, from it being early in the No Code era, from it just being, like mentioned, one of those shows that has a lasting legacy that people haven't stopped talking about 25 years later. Our final inductee into... The Class of 2021 Hall of Fame and our episode of the year, voted on by you, the fans, Randall's Island.
2: That's episode 149. Uh, like I said, released on the 25th anniversary, September 29th, 2021. This is the this three-hour show. I think it believe it was the longest show they'd ever played up to that point. And so many, you know, fantastic performances from that night. You know, The Animal, where they have to stop the show of the unruly crowd, the last time you would ever get No Jeremy, um, Immortality, Rearview Mirror in the middle of that set, Porch, where Ed duct-tapes himself. We talked about that. Unbelievable Encore starts with In My Tree, finishes up with long road and leaving here stone gets to sing but we're gonna go to uh, to the second encore here and uh, mike had, had started to play yellow lead better to kind of end the night and and ed had stopped it because you know they didn't want this show to end and they they come out with with off he goes into present tense and as one of the first ever present tenses i believe the the first or second And it's the penultimate song of this show, so uh, we're going to hear very early present tense uh, to finish this off. Enjoy. (laughs)
1: So there you have it, everyone, our 2021 class in the Hall of Fame. And uh, let's go over the shows again, just in case you need a little bit of a refresher. The 10 shows that got nominated in this class, and like we mentioned, there were some posthumous ones that that got into Mural Amphitheater, 1991, Drop in the Park, 1992, Melbourne, Australia, 1998, the Metro, Chicago, Illinois, 1992, Leeds, UK, 2014, Red Rocks, Colorado, 1995, Key Arena, Seattle, 2000, 11-6-2000, Philadelphia, Night 2, 2016, PJ20, Night 2, Alpine Valley, 2011, and finally, Randall's Island Night 2, nineteen ninety six. That's ten great shows that we did this year, and we were thankful to do this year. And um, you know, I, I, that's a good chunk of Pearl Jam history right there that we're just honored to to just have documented. and um
2: the inaugural I, class. there always there'll always be always have that going for them.
1: I think it's a great class. I think it it's there's a lot of very early stuff. And then the, the stuff that is late, you don't think of a lot of late-era shows as being, okay, part of the class, part of the, the Hall of Fame pantheon because everybody has sort of this nostalgia for, for the 1995 and 1993 kind of stuff. But, you know, there are some that that got in into this class. And I think that when those shows do get in, they're the deserving ones. So... Uh, yeah that's that's this class and next year hopefully we'll be back and we'll have a brand new class to talk about we'll have another veterans committee vote we'll have another episode of the year and we'll just get back into to to doing these episodes like like we did 50 main platform episodes this year we'll probably do the same one coming into uh 2022 we have almost the whole entire year scheduled out this is what we do We like to plan ahead, but we have some holes. We have some holes and that's just, you know, due to, you know, maybe they're going to be on tour and maybe we need a break here and there. Maybe they're going to, uh, maybe something's going to happen and we need to react to it and do a show that's reacting to something that's happening. You just never know. We kept things open. However, what is set in stone right now is our January. and. I think what we're going to do at the beginning of every month is just let you guys know ahead of time so you guys can go out and seek some bootlegs. We're going to let you know ahead of time what you can seek out before listening to the show. So then if you have the time, you can listen to this in real time and you can react while we're promoting the episode and while we're talking about it on social media because that's important to us. And I'm sure, you know, getting and intaking the show in the best way possible is important to you. A lot of the very early stuff that we're going to be doing in 2022 will be Patreon-requested stuff that we've been sitting on for quite a while. So, here's what we're going to be doing in January. Toronto, 2005. Worcester Night 1, 2013. Indianapolis, 1998. And Berlin, Germany, 2009. All Patreon-requested episodes, all ones that we're going to hit right from the start. We're going to kind of ease in. This is going to be kind of a slow burn. Last year, we started off with Mural Amphitheater, and then we did, a couple weeks later, we did the Ice Bowl, and then we did Drop in the Park, and we really, we hammered home a lot of very popular shows. We're going to ease into that this year. We're going to do some that may be off the radar a little bit. You know, maybe some places that we haven't done. Indianapolis. We've never done Indianapolis before. We haven't done Germany in quite a while. We're we're going to be doing some European stuff very early on, uh, which is great because we focused ma- mainly on U.S. Canada last year. So if you need to mentally prepare for that, then that's what you should be preparing for, at least in January. We will not show... Our cards for February or March just yet, but those are planned as well, and I think you'll like what we have going on for then.
2: So It'll be be interesting to see if any of those show up on this list later in the year.
1: Well, we won't attempt to make Hall of Fame episodes out of the idea of of putting a show together next year, because it'll come. It'll come, but it will be interesting to see what's there. You're right, so... Happy New Year, everybody. I'm out of things to say. I'm out of adjectives, so we'll leave it off by doing the spiel. This may be the end. We're here, and not for much longer, and although we may be parting ways, miss you already, miss you always, but we'll see you next year. We'll see you in 2022. Thanks, everybody.